We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game betting odds on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. He's got it! DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor, touchdown. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland, joined as always by Sean Siegel, one of the co-owners at Rotoviz. Sean, we are just, uh, we're right in the thick actually of, of week 15. Uh, again, full disclosure, lots of uh, scenarios happening around COVID protocols and so on and so forth. So keep a close eye on that along with the information we're going to discuss on today's show but uh, Sean, it's going to be an interesting week 15 here in the playoffs. I didn't touch on it when uh, we finished the show earlier in the week, but hopefully all our listeners to the Thursday show are back here for the Saturday edition. Any of our listeners who are in the playoffs, wishing them all the best this week. Hopefully they can pick up those wins and continue to progress, whether it's in Dynasty or season long or baseball, whatever format you're playing along in. I didn't mention it, Sean, as we talked zero RB uh, through the NFC watch list that you had up on rotaviz.com earlier this week. One of your notes, and it revolved around somebody who we drafted as a wide receiver, still designated as a wide receiver, still a big part of our main event team, and that is now into the, the sprint for the top prizes to see if we can try and make some noise there in the, the main event kind of scenario that we're involved in. That player, of course, is Debo Samuel. Samuel this past week had eight carries, did rip off a, a nice 27 yard touchdown run and that one is getting little to no work in the the receiving game it is looking like hopefully the the 49ers will be getting elijah mitchell back soon so it's, it's an unusual one he is basically doing this on a weekly basis i know he, he missed a week through injury but able to pretty much rip off a 20 to 30 yard rushing touchdown looks like with ease but obviously not getting the the targets that we want so when we talk about these running backs and we talked about some of the scenarios on thursday's show around you know getting the carries but not getting the targets 
it's unusual that that's the situation that we're talking about here with a an elite wide receiver but the other positive i guess in some ways um for because we talked a lot about Brandon Ayuk this offseason too have him on a lot of dynasty rosters he has bounced back in a big way after his early season um kind of disappearance I guess we'll say and his value has really rebounded interesting now though that Samuel getting a lot of his work as an actual RB from those Russian productions that he's having and then we're starting to see Ayuk get a lot of work in the, the passing game do you think that's a combination of maybe the injury to Samuel and obviously missing out on, on Mitchell who has been their lead running back for a couple of weeks or, or how do you see this playing out it's, it's quite interesting and, and we could see it flip very quickly but we haven't seen much uh, you know targets down the field for Samuel over the last couple of weeks and if we are to uh, have some splash weeks here and head for those top prizes we're, we're going to need some big points from our buddy Debo yeah and one of the reasons here that we recommend maybe saving it all for the for this these three weeks yeah probably saving it probably i mean he spent plenty of it in the first two-thirds of the season so we can't begrudge him any of that obviously he's the big reason that we're here debo and deandre swift so we'll see if either of those guys are able to play and make a difference one of the reasons why we recommend zero running back is because Point per reception leagues skew heavily in favor of receivers being able to score points quickly and without having to necessarily play well. So, you know, nine carries versus nine targets, pretty easy choice, especially when you consider that the yardage is also easier to get since you're getting that target down the field, whereas you're getting that carry in the backfield. We can understand why they're using him in the running game because his ability as a running back is extraordinary. Right? I mean, he has all of these characteristics that we want from these breakaway runners that we talk about every week. The problem, of course, is that, again, it's, it's a slower way to generate points. And despite the ability, those long rushing touchdowns are going to be kind of fluky. And so we're very close to getting four and five point games from Samuel, which would be absolute daggers in the fantasy playoffs. Now, a couple of dynamics. You mentioned the injuries to Elijah Mitchell and the fact that he may be back. I think if he is there and gives him the explosive rushing ability, one of the things that's happened in the last, you know, four to six weeks for the 49ers, so they really established themselves again as this team where they can run on you regardless of the situation. They're going to make it very difficult on you. They're going to be physical. They're going to control the game. They're going to dictate the tempo. You know, they're going to take you out of what you want to do by controlling the ball. And, all of those things put pressure on the opponents, especially if the opponent is in some ways a favorite, and now the 49ers are taking them out of their game. I mean, they took the Bengals out of what they wanted to do, and you know, Cincinnati only makes it to, the, to overtime by having this excellent comeback with Burrow and Jamar Chase deciding, you know, look, let's actually play here in the fourth quarter. The other element of it is that George Kittle is back and is uncoverable, right? And so with him in the passing game, there's a little bit less of a need for Debo. And then Brandon Ayuk is back to doing the things he was doing as a rookie. And so with him there, there's a little bit less of the need for Debo. I mean, the, the 49ers have now emerged as this team where Kittle very straightforwardly, they're, they're Kelsey, Ayuk is there, Tyreek Hill. I mean, you, you think about that. One of the things we always talk about is that the Chiefs had a Debo on top of those two guys. They would be unbelievable. We would love to see the 49ers play it that way. I think we will see a little bit more of that. But the 49ers are a little bit in that same situation where the Chiefs are. It's like, 
if the Chiefs had Jonathan Taylor instead of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, then they would be unstoppable. The 49ers are like, well, if we have Debo instead of these other running backs that we have, then we're unstoppable. So you can see how it works both directions there. Are you telling me that the Chiefs could have had Jonathan Taylor instead of Clyde Edwards-Alaire? They might have been able to. I don't remember how it turned out exactly. I I hadn't heard that before. But I am telling you that Debo is, I mean, he's not Jonathan Taylor, but he's better than most of the NFL running backs, right? I mean, he might be Alan Kamara. And so he's almost Carter L. Patterson. Patterson has been fantastic, but he doesn't deserve any mention with these guys, does he, Colin? No, I mean, Patterson wasn't as good as Mike Davis last week. I have uh, uh, that's another thing from the Zero RB report that we didn't touch on uh, Davis out targeting Patterson, but um, uh, Debo is. the, the mention with Tyreek Hill is, is very interesting. Um, but it, it's quite, I, I'm not set on Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, we had the the conversation, you know, when they got to the Super Bowl, lost to the Patriots, and then obviously he's gone to be the, the, the head coach of the 49ers, you know, around, you know, his offensive kind of genius and so on and so forth. And we've had a lot of other coaches, young coaches since that come in and, and look to be equally as innovative. I do think he's exceptional in terms of what they, they can do in the run game, but some of the the other decisions can be baffling like i'm sure the conversations he had with brant and Ayuk have helped get him to this point but also the way it was handled was was quite interesting so there's a couple of things they can flip very quickly with uh with the 49ers but yeah i'm uh, excited to see what both of those guys do do coming forward here and it also makes me very excited for the possibilities of them next season uh if we see trey lance take a step forward and be that starting quarterback in their second year throw so George Kittle, in, you throw George Kittle in there too you're into a really nice scenario yeah I mean that's a difficult team to stop and they they should be scoring points and they are doing a lot better job in terms of points per possession recently so it sounds like you're not buying the reports that Jimmy Garoppolo now has I mean maybe even the inside track to start in 2022 I and mean, is this a Jordan Love situation already where the 49ers like, look, we've seen this guy in practice and uh, we're going to stick with the guy who can get first downs. Yeah, the, the the problem is there is like we're looking at somebody like Aaron Rodgers versus Jordan Love, but we're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo versus Trey Lance. If Trey Lance is that bad, well, that's all well and good. But like <laughs> the, the gap, I'm sure, is much closer even at that between Garoppolo and Lance than it is between Rodgers and Love. I also think that Love is getting a, a really raw deal. <laughs> he is behind Aaron Rodgers. Um, like, he's not behind some scrub. Yeah, and... I, I really don't buy it. I think I think we're into a situation where they're probably trying to pump up the the, the value of Garoppolo heading into the offseason. Yeah, and that arguably makes some sense. They want to do right by him in a variety of different ways. The Jordan Love situation, again, you don't get to practice with your guys. It's going to be very different. One of the things that we have also witnessed this year is that Arrowhead Stadium has been difficult to play in. And we know that the same thing can be true in Lambeau. You know, if you have weather, if you have wind, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has been limited by the wind in their games on multiple occasions. If you're not Patrick Mahomes, and you're there in some of these wind games, which is one of the things that we've seen. So the Chiefs have really hammered some teams who came in and their quarterback you know, basically couldn't throw at all in those games. It's It's been frustrating as we've tried to play Tyreek Hill. It looked like Tyreek Hill was going to average you know, 21, 22 points per game. He's now in a little bit of a, a down streak. He's had some in-game 
<laughs> aches and pains that limited a little bit. But, you know, when you get the quick little opportunity, and, and with Lance, it's been the same thing. I mean, he hasn't had a chance to play a lot. When he did play, he scored a lot of fantasy points. You know, we see all these Debo rushing touchdowns, and it's like, that's great. But what I want is the play that he had with Trey Lance, where the defense breaks down, and he goes for an 80-yard touchdown instead of a 25-yard touchdown. Columbus also kind of brings up uh, some of these guys and how they fit into the fantasy playoffs, how they've gotten people. Before we get to that, I'm, uh, I've been thinking about something over the last, the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm getting to the point now where I feel like I'm I'm ready to have my heart broke. You mentioned the Jordan Love, Aaron Rodgers situation. Uh, it's getting to the point now where I think there's a, a realistic chance that Rodgers plays for the Packers in 2022. So uh, I'll put it out here now. I'll play some sounds of my heart shattering when when that doesn't happen but uh sean still holds out hope that he's with the denver broncos that's a tough one right because it's like how far are you willing to go for kj hamler now that they've managed to sign a bunch of guys who are mediocre to these long-term contracts it's like i don't know what the path is there without that path it's like how much are you willing to give to see jerry judy be a 1500 yard wide receiver do we have enough? Javon- I mean, Javante Williams is going to be an extraordinarily fun player to roster in 2022, but only if we don't have to pay like top three, top four overall prices, which we might if he's the starter with Aaron Rodgers. And the last thing that Chiefs want to see is really also probably the last thing that Packers fans want to see. And that would be Aaron Rodgers going and doing what Peyton Manning did and winning a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos, right? So you kind of go both ways. I mean, on the one hand, we want some competition from Patrick Mahomes. The Raiders looked like they were moving in that direction. And then uh, I think the final score ended up being like 89 to 25 ish this season with Las Vegas. I mean, when you've got 40 points, like it was nothing, the rivalry that's, that's obviously building here is Patrick Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. For Broncos fans, I'm sure that they would prefer actually to have their own Herbert as opposed to Aaron Rodgers. Although, you know, if Rodgers can do what Tom Brady has done, these guys, you know, they're taking care of themselves, you know, with the exception maybe of protecting against life-threatening illnesses, but taking care of themselves, they can play into their mid-40s well. And so then, you know, you have the situation where, I mean, if, if the Denver Broncos could get seven Pro Bowl seasons from Aaron Rodgers, they probably wouldn't care about passing up on quarterbacks in many, many drafts going forward. No, it does seem like it's moving a little bit more in that direction. I think because Aaron Rodgers wants everybody to know that he is MVP coach and general manager, I think that it will take the coach and the general manager coming out and making declarations of, love and fealty that might just seem a little uncomfortable to most of us in the end for Rogers to be like, okay, well, you know, you got me. I, I am okay with this, but, but we'll see. It's. I said, uh, I said, I would get my heart broken, Sean, when it happens. Don't break my heart just yet. <laughs> but I, it would be bad for the NFL if we don't get to see Rogers and Adams playing together for the next five years. It's such an extraordinary combination and yeah, similar to when i mean very different but similar to when megatron decides to retire early because the lions are 
you know, such a joke. You know, we don't want to lose Rogers Adams. And, I, and, you know, we see this Calvin Ridley situation. I, I don't think that we, we don't want to say things that aren't true. I mean, there, there's a Calvin Ridley element to Barry Sanders retiring when he did to Calvin Johnson retiring when he did. We're very much respectful of and, and understanding of players who do want to step away at the right time for them as Andrew Luck did and make sure that they are taking care of their personal mental health, their personal physical health, which we obviously know that the connection between physical and mental health there is very strong. And so uh, we joke about the Lions and, and some of the other guys, but mostly obviously we're very grateful to have gotten to see Barry Sanders, to have gotten to see Megatron for guys who obviously are going to keep playing like Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams. We'd love to see them play together. Hey everybody, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz flagship podcast. Just stopping by to say thank you for listening to Rotoviz Radio. We're offering our listeners a special 10% discount when they use the promo code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Again, that's 10% off a one-year subscription when you use the promo code RVRADIO2021. Thanks for listening and keep on tuning in. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Sean, we'll finish it up uh, this week with uh, a little look ahead. Obviously, Hinted at it there with Debo Samuel. Um, a lot of our listeners, ourselves included, are, are playing over at the FFPC. A lot of the uh, leagues are heading into kind of sprint finishes. They pretty much at this point, uh, although in the the main event and in the, the Football Guys Championship, you will have to set your roster. It is 
heading into that you know total score best score uh, situation same with the best ball tournament obviously highest score is going to win there so a lot can change but uh getting off to a good start in week 15 can put you in a, a really good uh, spot as you you try and uh, make a run for some money here but anything in particular you think that we should be uh, gauging heading into this week and just a reminder again for listeners i'm sure they're, they're well aware but we do have two games on saturday this week i think i i always enjoy it a lot coming up to the holiday season when you get those extra games kind of sprinkled in over bonus days so we do have the raiders versus the browns and we also have the uh, patriots versus the colts which is going to be a very very interesting one we'll have a keen eye on on both of those but as we mentioned before our uh, best ball tournament lineup is uh, based around jonathan taylor who was off last week on the bye so we get him back this week we're hoping for a, a big score from himself and uh, javante williams and, and looking at our lineup sean we do have a a lot of um i guess we'll say a lot of a lot of problems uh, not not really problems but we're, we have a limited selection in terms of the players that we need to hit have to hit this week but things like those uh those running backs are going to be really key for us um in this league in particular there is just the two teams with jonathan taylor and then there is two teams with javante williams as well so they are kind of the area we're looking for in our, our mini 12 team league as part of the big tournament but anything across either format you think uh be interesting to share with the listeners well i wasn't 100 percent sure what to make of this best ball format going into the year i figured it would be fun but it would be interesting to see how it would play out the first week was an absolute blast and i'm i love that it's set up this way our team obviously advanced i had a team with zachary Kruger who did the best ball series zach is fantastic with all of the best ball i think he plans to do the series again this summer you'll want to listen for that our management group has had some crazy results in terms of across the different best ball. If you're not subscribed to our newsletter, make sure you do that. Curtis Patrick has had an extraordinary win rate in his best ball leagues and has given a lot of his advice in the newsletter that he uh, is usually the author of. So you'll want to check that out as well. Obviously, the advice and the insights from the tools is pretty crazy. So make sure you get your 2022 subscription and get those uh Christmas gifts out this week to folks as you're doing that with the coupon code RV Radio 2021. But such a pro, such a pro. Colin, well, I, I'm, as long as it's a money machine, why wouldn't you get in there and, and play these best bullies? No, we joke, but it has been fun and it has been very effective using the tools for the FFPC best ball tournament. And I love the fact that we have 11 other teams that we're playing against here, as opposed to the main event where, I mean, I, I, I love the race. I mean, the race has been very good to me and I'm always blown away by the fact that teams tend to gravitate toward the top. Now with some of our teams this year, I'm not sure how it's going to happen because I don't think that we currently have the most talented teams. So we'll see how that shakes out. Now you and I had talked about that before this little downstretch we had for the top five wide receivers. So that's not bad. Right. If we can have some of our tight ends hit, if we can get some points from Joe Burrow, then maybe we're in with a chance there. But these running backs in the best ball are interesting because right now it looks like Jonathan Taylor and Javante Williams may be the two most physically impressive backs in the NFL right now. But the big difference is that Javante Williams is in a pure timeshare with Melvin Gordon. Uh, a huge number of running back touches to both of those guys last week. Melvin Gordon on one of the other teams 
We hope that this can somehow work out for Javante this week. And then, Colin, you mentioned those Saturday games. So as listeners are you know, out there doing their exercise, doing their walk, listening to the show, you may already be watching or streaming those games. And hopefully, as you're listening to this, Jonathan Taylor is ripping through the Patriots secondary, scoring one of those 70-yard touchdowns. Come, this isn't the perfect matchup, right? The Patriots look like a decent run matchup in our tools, but in part that's because they've been very good at eliminating the opposing passing games. They want you to run. Running is less effective. And yet we also know that Bill Belichick is uniquely – I mean, people talk about, oh, it's not a big deal to have the idea of taking away the other team's best player. Everybody wants to do that. It's like it's not having the idea. The reason that the other team's best player is the best player is that it's very difficult to take them away. You know, if it were a matter of simply saying, okay, well, you know, we need to cover that person, then Cooper Cup wouldn't be going for 200 yards every game. It's like where are the adjustments? As you're the Arizona Cardinals and you're in the race for the number one seed – how is this guy who's on pace for one of the greatest wide receiver seasons of all time, like wide open throughout the game? So it's not a matter of knowing who their team star is. Casual fans know who their team star is. Like, can you scheme in a way that actually stops the opponent? And so I don't think there's too much question that Jonathan Taylor will be the focal point here. You're not staying up nights. Having nightmares about Carson Wentz tearing you apart in the passing game. We know Michael Pittman has had a decent season tight. T.Y. Hilton, a little bit healthier now than he's been. It's not that they couldn't create some plays of that sort, but you're looking to stop Jonathan Taylor. The one game that maybe is the most similar, even though the run defenses are very different, but in terms of the concerns I would have, Taylor went out, he faced the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know that you can't run against Tampa. It's the stone wall. It's like trying to climb the the ice fortress to, to get across the Tampa Bay rush defense. And there was a stretch in that game where the Colts went away from the run. They lost the game as a result. And down the stretch, Taylor created the chunk plays, tore up that Buccaneers run defense. That doesn't mean that would have happened every time, right? But I think that the example of that game will keep Indianapolis singularly focused on winning the game through Jonathan Taylor if they do win, this is a situation where both teams are probably more or less happy for the game to not feature a bunch of possessions. You know, neither team is going to ask their quarterback to win it. The Patriots, it's going to be on hopefully Ramondre Stevenson, right? Although we're not rooting for someone to not be healthy, but if the Patriots wanted to save Damian Harris and, and keep that hamstring safe for the race to the Super Bowl. They're about to be on. We will be okay with that. We wouldn't mind getting some Stevenson points this week. This is going to be Stevenson Harris versus Jonathan Taylor for the win. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. The Patriots have looked great. We've talked about them a few times recently on the show, and um, the Colts, while they've had their ups and downs, you know they've had some very impressive wins as well. So I think it's going to be a very interesting game. We mentioned uh, Jonathan Taylor being on the bye. It's actually interesting. You know, sometimes you'll say one team has an advantage over the other because of the extra rest, for example. But both those teams coming off a bye week and week 14, that's the Colts and the Patriots. So you're telling me that Bill Belichick has had an extra week to scheme this one as well. 
he also has yeah so that there's going to make it uh unique but i guess you can say as well the colts have had an extra week to scheme how to not give jonathan taylor enough targets in the game uh so <laughs> we'll see how it plays out um if you are listening to this maybe on sunday morning you'll already know what has happened but those week 14 buys um be interesting to to see how many of those jonathan taylor teams that didn't make it true we made it true in this one based on the strength of the performances from Rashad Penny and also Javante Williams in week 14. So helped us cover over the, the the bye week for Jonathan Taylor. But I have to say, Sean, this format, while we're only into the playoffs for, uh, we're heading in now to the second week, but a lot of fun in terms of the format where you start off in your normal 12-team league, obviously a huge amount of teams involved in their own 12-team leagues. You win that or you come in the top two you do go into another 12 team league and then each week that you finish in the top three you progress until week uh week 17 where there's a hundred thousand dollars for the winner of that 12 team league so it feels quite unique whereas trying to win like you mentioned the main event like at the moment i think in terms of points we might be around the the 200 mark um you know there's not a huge difference between first and 200 when you average it out over a, a three-week stretch here but when you look at this it feels like when you're 12 team like you know it's a it's like a dfs week here where you're trying to win your 12 team league and you just keep progressing so quite a fun uh format to be involved in and we know the specific the specific guys that we have to to root against and so that part of it looking through here column you know some of the guys that that we face did you have any thoughts that i it was interesting. We we talked about Debo earlier in the show. There are no teams with Debo, despite how good he was earlier in the season. That might qualify as a minor surprise, considering that he did get in last week. Only one team with Tyreek Hill, perhaps not a surprise, since he was held in check. Did go off for the 76 yards, but you need to get those 11-12 receptions, not four. Only one team with Diggs. Again, that not a huge surprise, but I was surprised only one team with Chris Godwin who's had an absolute fantastic season, especially for the price. And then another you know, minor surprise, this could be good for us, could be bad for us, if Cooper Cup scores another 40 points and buries us in the main event, it'll be good to know that we only have one opponent in our 12-team league who has him in best ball, Devontae Adams, with the big league last week. Uh, he is the main player represented, five of the 12 teams, have Adams. Only two of them have him stacked with Aaron Rodgers, which is the formulation that we have. We also made it through with the big week from Mark Andrews, four teams with Andrews. So we know some of the players who are the same. Devontae Adams, Mark Andrews, you have some Aaron Rodgers, but some of the players who are different, you mentioned only one other team has Taylor. Only one other team has Devin Singletary, who was involved in the receiving game last week, actually scored some points for one of the first times all season. We're the only team with Penny. Only one other team has Javante Williams. Talking about some superstars who may not knock us out. Surprisingly enough, only two teams have Leonard Fournette, who was one of the biggest league winners and also had a very good game last week. It, not necessarily a week that would have knocked his teams out. And then you see some interesting developments here at QB. Uh, column four teams have Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins must be a better fantasy quarterback than reality quarterback yeah well that was last week's hot button topic so we'll leave it and we'll see how this week plays out but what is going to be interesting and some of the listeners might be wondering and i mentioned about the 12 team leagues so just completely randomly generated so like we are in a league with a lot of uh Devontae adams like sean mentioned and there's only one team with cooper cup where somebody else could be in a league with 
11 Cooper Cup teams. So it's, you know, it, it's very interesting in terms of the format. There is a little bit of luck of the draw who you finish up against. But looking through some of the constructions, we've talked about the injuries throughout the season. These teams are drafted in August, September time, 18 uh, spots on the roster. So firstly, you're battling through all the injuries and then you're battling through the, the COVID scenarios that are happening now. So really and truly this week, Sean, I know there's players there, you know, we're probably not expecting Singletary to have a 25-point game. But, you know, in this sort of a week, a 15-point game with all the injuries across these teams that we're looking at, like looking through some of the scenarios, very limited options at some tight end quarterback positions. There is one team in this that drafted five wide receivers, but two of those are Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. The other one is Elijah Moore, who's gone on IR, Henry Ruggs, who obviously we know what what happened there, and then uh, Robert Woods, who is also on injured reserve. So, you know, there's some teams who are really battling so i mentioned that the the outset that we have some problems but um things are probably balanced pretty well for us if we can get our, our guys to hit but the other intriguing thing is if some of the main guys don't hit for one single week in the playoffs they could get completely like those teams can just be completely wiped out say like a cooper cup uh, set of lineups for example so going going to be interesting looking forward to seeing how it plays out this weekend but rooting for our listeners and our supporters uh, of the podcast and of the road of his website as well. We have been getting a lot of good feedback around how teams are doing and thanks for sticking with us throughout the entire season as we really get into the playoffs now here. So hopefully we can become some league championships. If you want to sign up to a road of his NFL pass, Sean mentioned it at the start. Uh, love to see the way Sean's uh, getting his ad reads in and his promotion. And as we, we go through getting one early in the show there, I should do that more often as well, but uh, you can sign up, get a 10% discount using the code RB Radio 2021 uh, at checkout. That'll save you 10% of all of our uh, and get you access, sorry, to all of our content and tools. You can go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for additional information. Sean and Ben had two episodes of Stealing Bananas this week, one on Wednesday, one on Friday. Head back, check those out if you haven't done so already. We also had a Tuesday show and a Thursday show as well as today's show. Hopefully, you've enjoyed listening into those. And that best ball team that I talked about. I did post last Monday the full on well, it is edited. I was about to say the full unedited draft, but the full kind of uninterrupted edited version of the the draft between myself, Sean, and Blair for that best ball team. If you want to see how we made some of those decisions at draft time, my name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Over Tim Ireland. My co-host is Sean Siegel, and as always, check out Sean's work up on Rotoviz.com. And until we're back next week, best of luck this weekend, and have a good one. Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.